Hello again, everyone, Hello. to Self-Evident Podcast. You got Mass Dog. You got my... I haven't used Mass Dog in years. But you hey, haven't. You You're Mass Dog now. Hey, so check this out. It is uh, time. If you guys share this podcast right now, we're going to give you five seconds right now to share this podcast. All right. Game on. Yeah. We need you guys not only to share it. We need you to go on there and comment on it. We need you to comment where you are from and what is it that draws you to this thing? Why do you share it with your friends? All that stuff. Do it right now. Five, four, four three... three. Two, two one. one it should have been shared should have been shared should have been shared should have been checked should have been should have been should have been, been and been if, a, if if a. if if you have not had a chance to go ahead and subscribe on youtube to go ahead and make sure you're following us on facebook instagram and we're on all the platforms as soon as parlor gets back up because god willing it will get back up you will find us back on there guys be active on this stuff Make sure to let us know. What do you think? What do you feel? Like it? Hate it? It doesn't really matter. It does, but it doesn't. You know what I mean. That's fine. So check out also 1776truth.store. Get yourself a hat. Get some moich. Get some moich. Get some moich. You guys want to support us? You guys want? It's an easy way to support our ministry is to buy a, an article of clothing or to donate. If you go into 1776truth.store, you guys can become a torchbearer. Or the self-evident truth.com. You, you guys can become right, a torchbearer. <laughs> and you guys can become monthly sponsors of our cause. And we are going to tour this year. We got a lot of stuff going on. Yep. So it has been one heck of a month. Eh? We thought 2021 was nuts. January starts out crazy. I, dude, so uh, first, before I point this out, can we go to the wide shop for a second? <laughs> I just want everybody to go ahead and say happy birthday in the comments to Massey. He is the big, um, yeah, 4-0. I can't dress it up any more than that, but that's fine. He's only halfway to yeah. 80. <laughs> if all the people I thought I'd be a loser could see me now. <laughs> I am super loser. Hey, <laughs> it is time, y'all. So we're excited. Again, thank you for all the well wishes, the birthday wishes. I still got a comment on Facebook. We got a ton of people that commented and wished me happy birthday, even on Instagram. Thank you so much for your well wishes. Thank you for all the texts. Uh, you guys seriously mean everything to us. And, and you know, again, we can't do this without you guys. So I'm very, very flattered. I'm, I'm honored uh, that we can be a part of your life in some way, shape, or form. So it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So feel free to make checks payable to Massey Campos for yes. $40. Cash app. Or $40,000. <laughs> make sure it's a derivative Cash of 40 app at <laughs> anyway so 2021 i i gotta tell you about this meme so i saw this meme it was you know talking about like 2020 everybody thought okay we're into 2021 and six days into 2021 it's the picture of the buffalo head guy <laughs> in front of the senate chamber <laughs> yeah yeah 2021 came in with a bang that's right man <laughs> And, you know, again, you know, what, whatever you think of what's going on out there, and, you know, we had a, a lot of different podcasts covering these topics. Uh, right now, we're going to be talking about a lot of the agenda, and we're just going to have some fun, man. I'm going to yeah. tell you something. Ain't it funny that now they're switching up the COVID <laughs> test results? Yeah, now, suddenly, oh, don't, don't trust these quite as much as you did before. We joined the World, World Health Organization again, and all of a sudden, wait, all those testing we were doing, why don't we stop that so we can reduce the number and make it more accurate? <laughs> that's, dude, that's After how many tests? I wonder how they're going to do this with deaths. Well, they didn't really die. What is it? Hank Aaron died like two weeks after getting a, a coronavirus vaccine? The did COVID, he really? Yeah, he did. I didn't realize he it was it. because of the, or not, not because, say, not, not saying, saying because, that. but two weeks after a yes, COVID vaccination. Yeah, I'm not saying that he died that. from it, but it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
if if this was Trump's administration, you see this, the vaccines are, you know, killing people. Yeah. And <laughs> oh man. Oh, all of it. All of it's so exciting. So interesting. I'm sure the number 94, 94% will come back because the CDC originally had, well, not originally, but they had come out and said 94% of all COVID deaths were attributable to comorbidities. It wasn't just a pure COVID death. And I'm with Massive. I think what's going to happen is you're going to the the whole narrative's going to start changing. Even Biden came out and said, Ooh. "We we can't control this. We we just are not going to be able to control this." Boy, that's funny because everything you said was that Trump should be controlling this, but he can't. And now suddenly you're giving yourself an out. Well, maybe we can't control this. You had something, Mass? No. Uh, what's her name? Carol Hayes just said Larry King just died. He yeah, had the he, COVID, he had the yeah. COVID vaccine as well. Oh, he had the vaccine. I yeah. I thought he had just died of COVID. I don't know. And, and it, again, did he die of COVID or was he just 87? Who knows? <laughs> I'm not saying Wait, like. I, I, no, let's say that again. Larry King was 87 years old. How easily could you have said Larry King died of the flu? Larry King died of pneumonia. Larry King died of falling down. And I'm not mocking his death. It's sad for his passing. The guy was a legend in what he did for news and media and all of that. But there's this belief that he would have lived 30 more years or, or this, this common misconception that if he hadn't caught COVID, he would have done 30 more yeah. years. And, you know, the guy was looking sickly. I mean, for, he, was, for he, the was, past he was old. Right. Five I mean, years, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Hank Aaron was old. I'm not saying they died of COVID, didn't die of COVID. You guys can make your own determinations and decisions. What I'm saying is if this was Trump's administration, which, again, we were totally not like 100 percent Trump bots. Yeah. That's not what we are. What we're saying is what an agenda to go against the, the conservative or the the right and all that stuff. But when the left gets in there, as a matter of fact, my friend just sent me something from uh, COVID, the, the COVID-19 health data dot org. Look at this. OK, you can't yeah. see it right now. But what an awesome trend today as of what was it after as of today, numbers just plummeted right now. They're Funny, just plummeting isn't it? Yeah. Right now. It, Ain't that crazy. Now all the news is coming out. That Look it things up yourself. Are, things are leveling out and things are starting to drop and everything's going well. And, and we're getting handle on this thing. Isn't that funny that four days after the inauguration, suddenly everything turns around. And you know what's going to be said in about two months? Mark my words that the Biden administration was the one who defeated they COVID. They cured it all. They, they hammered it. They did it. They took care of COVID, which Trump couldn't. Isn't that yeah, funny? No, I just posted the website. If you guys want to go look at it, COVID19.healthdata.org. You guys can go look this up yourself. This is insanity. By the way, didn't Biden, wasn't he all like about, oh my gosh, because Trump didn't do anything. That's why all these people are dying. They took a silent pause for all 400,000 in his inauguration thing. And then what did he just get done saying now? Yeah, there's nothing we I can't can do. do anything. Yeah, there's nothing we can do anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is what it is. We're going to have to ride this out. So even though we've already got into it, let's really get into this. So and you know what? It should anger you. It really should. Guys, yeah. I'm telling you, you know, the, the only way right now, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of hope in this right now. I truly believe God did this, or I'm sorry, God allowed this for a reason, because we couldn't depend on someone in Washington. We yeah. have to do this locally. We've got to get a hold of our sheriffs, our local elections, everything like that. When states weren't abiding by their election laws, that's why we have to throw them people out. I was, yeah. about to say that. I was close. I, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, 
I was, I was close. <laughs> I, I, I get heated about this stuff sometimes, and you know, I don't want the flesh to come out, so I got to restrain myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes, it, especially because because we're we're in that point in that mood, like both of us. Hey, man, Todd Elwert said he's working right now and he's watching. Hey, thanks, work Todd. hard. We from appreciate Michigan. it. Where's everybody from? We got Michigan. Deb Van Dyke's watching. Uh, some Massachusetts Deb! folk. We got some Port St. Lucie folk. Look at that, man. That's awesome. Uh, welcome, that. guys. Yeah. yeah. If, hey, if you guys awesome. are working Share. working while listening to this, I appreciate that because I listen to podcasts while I'm working. And it makes the day go by so much faster. So we appreciate it. Appreciate every one of you guys. Uh, we give our love out to you. We love you. Um, so originally, I wanted to cover a lot of stuff in this. I wanted to cover, get into where everything is heading for conservatism as a whole. I think that's going to be a whole show on its own next week because we got so much on this stuff. Inauguration, Biden's agenda. So the inauguration, it's done and over. It's kind of faded in the whole news cycle. That's part of the problem with us doing a once a week podcast. You know what? Fingers crossed we can start doing this more often. Um, we won't take the Crowder route of always saying we're never going to do daily. Who knows? I, I love doing this podcast, so I would not mind doing it daily, but we're it's going to take some work to get there. So we got to catch up on some stuff. The inauguration, I'm sure you've heard, you know, 25,000 troops in D.C. during the day. People weren't really allowed to come and watch. Flags were put in people's place. Reporters and elites were the only ones who were allowed in the stands. Troops were given background checks. Now, from what I understand and what I've, I've researched on this, this is a normal process. So you, you have some conservative outlets that are pointing out and trying to say, see, you've already had political loyalty tests. Well, that tends to be the process every four years. Um, so one of the things they were looking for, though, seemed to be more expansive. It, it wasn't so much like, Okay, well, do they have ties to ISIS or, you know, do they have ties to the weather underground? It's it's more like, do they have Gadsden flags on their Twitter feed? And do they have a MAGA hat at home? And you know, it, it, the tests are becoming more expansive in terms of what part of conservatism is considered extreme. And if we cover this next week, we will show you that pretty much just being a conservative at this point is extreme. Um, they ended up having 12 people removed because of this whole background check and two were removed because of their connections with militias. Let's go to slide number one. So <laughs> this inauguration, you saw a lot of butt kissing on this thing. If you only went by mainstream media, this was the most beautiful, epic, game-changing event since... 2008 when obama was put in office and it was almost more of this celebration than obama was put in office by the media and by the establishment now the people seem to be much more excited when obama was put in office but the elite seemed to be more excited that biden was in office this time so we have chris wallace who said it was the best inauguration speech ever what do you think? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What, what? I have to read this. Okay. Really love Mike's medium t-shirt. Obviously spent the weekend with Reedy. <laughs> COVID is reducing itself because of Mike's medium shirt and buff arms. <laughs> <laughs> you know the worst part? I So, um... <laughs> Thank you, Jared. I, Comedic relief. I, I put the shirt on because it was the last one in my drawer. It's actually extra large, Jared. So 
face. But I put it on. I was like, I look like a sausage squeezed out of the casing, man. So it's, I appreciate it. I, Jared, I love you. Oh, I'm going to awesome. punch you next that time awesome. I see you. That but is awesome. You know what? If this shirt saves the world, I'll wear it every day. I'll wear it every day, Massey. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, here we go. Sorry. <laughs> so Wallace says inauguration speech best ever. Did you think it was the best ever, Mass? No, not even close. My heart fluttered when Yo. I heard Biden say unity. Have you ever heard John Adams's acceptance speech mm. or read it? I should say not heard it, but read it. George Washington. Dead white guy. Crazy. Are you are you insane? Dead white guys. Biden almost dead. It's like white saying guy. it's. I don't care if I step on toes here. It's like saying Trump was the greatest president ever. It's like, have you heard of George Washington, <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Jefferson? I mean, cheapers. You know, <laughs> there are some really good presidents in history. I'll tell you. I want to read uh, Wallace's quote. I thought it was a great speech, and he's now a registered Democrat. I didn't realize that. I thought it was a great speech. I've been listening to these inaugural addresses since 1961. John F. Kennedy's Ask Not. I thought this was the best inaugural speech I've ever heard. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Ain't that funny? Yeah. Biden just, man, he just moves people. He moves crowds. <laughs> he moves all 12 cars at that rally. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> can we talk about, can we talk about how... Trump never started a new war. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. But we had to pull 25,000 troops to Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. And put up fences. Fences. Yeah, borders. Dude, so some, let me point this out just before I forget this thought. Somebody else pointed out, you use walls and forces to protect something. Trump protected the border. You protect what you care about, right? So Trump protects the border of the nation. Biden protects the government, protects the White House and the Capitol right. building. He doesn't protect the borders. He doesn't care about the nation. He cares about the government. It's so people's actions show what they actually care about. 25,000 troops, 25,000 troops to protect a building and a couple of people. They were scared, man. They were scared of what the people can do. I, oh, man. I just incited violence, Mass. I just incited a riot by saying they're scared. Oh, by the way, Biden just moved more troops into Syria. So you had, through the presidents, war, 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 Trump, zero. We're back to Biden. Guess what? You're going to get wars. You will get wars. You will get conflict. I guarantee it. Just watch. The ticker starts marking up. So let's go to slide two. This is another uh, exciting moment. Chills. Chills. The New York Times editor, uh, she deactivated her Twitter account after this because uh, she was mocked pretty hard for this whole thing. Um, Biden arrived in Washington, D.C. Uh, a day before the inauguration. Lauren Wolf, um, she decided to tweet that Biden landing at Joint Base Andrews now. And uh, she said, I have chills. Mass, do you have chills when you see Biden walk off a plane? No. <laughs> no, no, no chills. I didn't have chills when Trump walked off a plane. If you've got chills because a person is uh, taking a position in the government, maybe your priorities are, are off. Let's go to slide three. 
This one's good. Biden is like God. Or is he God? Maybe. Maybe Biden's God. This was said by uh, Gloud. I'm thinking about all those folks who, just for a moment, the nation shared their grief. Oh, what a first step. What a beautiful step. I'm reminded of the psalmist. You know, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Nessie, Biden heals the brokenhearted and heals their wounds. Biden. I am that I am. Biden. Listen to that. Listen to that. But guys, this is deeper. Jeez. This is what happens when you put your trust in one man in Washington. This is what happens when the left does it. It's what happens when the right does it. It's what happens when we do it. You cannot put your trust in one man. Now we've made him a god. Yeah. You know how I know we've made him a god? They started using what right away? Didn't go to Congress and write a bill. Executive orders. Oh, we'll get in Every that. single time they get in there and they just start moving that pen, dude. They just start moving the pen. Instead of going through and making a law, they have to make a, a, a stupid executive order and try to make the entire populace say no. So R Trump goes in there and says, I'm going to undo everything Obama did. Now he gets in office and I'm going to do every undo everything Trump did. Didn't even read half the stuff he undid. He just did it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so number four, Biden's warm, long, sniffy embrace. I add the sniffy part. You guys will get that. Uh, so... CNN's political editor and VP, David Shalane, described the scene and atmosphere of the National Mall in preparation for Joe Biden's inauguration as one of a stark contrast to the disgraced president who is leaving. The words he used to describe Trump at the lowest points in his presidency. Then he decided to say the contrast on display tonight was so stark. I mean, those lights that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial along the reflecting pool. It's like almost extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. Oh, can you feel it? The embrace of Biden. Right. No, I can't. <laughs> you know what I can feel is a lack of unity and a chokehold against the Constitution. That's what I've been feeling for a long time. And, and again, we'll, we'll keep saying this. It's not, ah, we got a lot of work to do, folks. I'm telling you, it's not just teaching people now. It's discipling people to walk in the truth. And so, no, I don't feel an embrace. No, I don't feel unity. No. And if anybody had any discernment, you knew what he was saying about unity. Just like the Muslims. Submit. Uh, Allah is a peaceful God if you submit to him. If you don't, they want to kill you. <laughs> I mean. It's true. Islam right? literally translates to submit. Submission. <laughs> Submission. <laughs> but he's peaceful if you submit to him. Yeah. Unity as long as you unify with us. And we got we got the same thing out of Obama. And one of the things that kind of drives me nuts about the whole Obama discussion is people say he 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 united people. He brought people together. He was so respectful. You didn't hear the same thing conservatives heard. Because if you were a conservative, what you heard were comments like teabackers and, and clinging to their God and their guns. And cooperation in Obama's terms was always, if you agree with us. The only time he would talk about cooperation was when the Republicans would roll over. Otherwise, he would talk about how uncooperative they were because they didn't see everything eye to eye with what he saw. That's not unity. Biden's talking about unity. What he's really talking about is we are going to crush you until you submit. And we can show this, the attitude that is coming out, whether you have the media, the government, the Hollywood, the elites, all they're saying is, yeah, unify with us because otherwise we'll crush you. Exactly.
And you know what? I remember Gwyneth Paltrow saying about President Obama. I wish I could have found the news clip before this, but she said basically, we need, just need to give him the power, all the power Obama needs just so he can fix all this. Yeah. Scary, ain't it? And then when Trump gets in office and starts flexing his muscles, oh my gosh, can you believe the power he's got? Why is he doing that? What tyrant, a dictator. dictator. Yeah, what a dictator and a tyrant and all these other things. I'm sure nobody's going to care on the left that Biden will probably outspend President Trump in his yeah. first term. You know, and it, it's just, again, it's this Russian roulette, right? Who are you going to pick? Yeah. What, one thing I will say about Trump is, is there was a lot of good that he did. I really believe that. I believe he loved America, still does. I believe that um, there was a lot of good coming his way as far as like trying to expose a lot of things. I believe mm -hmm. it was cool not to have a politician. Um, and why I say I, I believe he loved America really had nothing to gain was because he didn't even take a salary. He didn't care about that stuff. Right. I just think his advisor sucked. Uh, I'm just being honest. I think I, there were so many people that were trying to speak into his ear about conservative values. And yet he still, in a lot of ways, did some pretty unconstitutional things, yeah. run up our debt, all these other things. And, and I wish I don't like that if I critique Trump, that I'm somehow a bad person to the right. That's stupid. I have to. That's my job. Right. If, if I'm a citizen, I've got to see where everything is unconstitutional, not just because mm -hmm. you're a Republican or a Democrat. It's my duty. You know what I mean? And I wish people would get that out of their head that, oh, my gosh, Trump, but Trump, but Trump, but Trump. Yeah, we acknowledge that. Trump did some good things, but Trump didn't do everything right. Yeah. Right. Just like Biden, I promise you he won't do anything right because they don't <laughs> even care about the Constitution. No. Dude. You know what bo bo boiled my blood that whole inauguration when they put their hand on the Bible and yeah. say they're going to swear to uphold the Constitution? Mm -hmm. You are lying. You don't even read it. Yeah. You couldn't even recite it. That's and and when we get stuff from politicians like Pelosi and and all of them of like we are upholding the Constitution. No, you're not. You don't care about it. All you're giving us is slogans because your actions, your fruit, does not prove your principles. They actually go against the Constitution. So don't put that word in your mouth. Be done with it. Just just show us for what you are in the sense that you don't care about the Constitution. You care more about can you get your agenda across? That's fine. Republicans get their agenda across as well against the Constitution. But on our side of the aisle, you, where Massey and I stand is like Constitution or you're doing it wrong. Right. Set the standard, set the foundation and then move by that foundation. And. Too often people decide, well, it's convenient to step outside this, so we will. Stop trying to step outside it and use those boundaries and that foundation to build on. Because otherwise, if you try to build off of it, everything's going to collapse. And guess what? We're watching it collapse. We're watching this real time. Um, and I've started saying we're in a post-republic. <laughs> we're honestly in, in post-democracy at this point. Um, and you will see that come to fruition. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is we've got the establishment back in power. No matter what you believe about Trump, you cannot say that he was establishment. You can say he had his cronies, he had his friends, that's fine, but you cannot say he is establishment. Because if you look at all the pillars of culture, they all support Biden. Academia, Hollywood, the elites, the corporations, the government, world powers, they all appreciate this cooperation. And I'm going to point something out to you because now the narrative is getting fixed for you. And this is going to happen. So, and you know what? And, and the views go down and so do the comments every time, dude. Every That's time. fine. It's so ridiculous. If you stuck with us. Thank you. Um, 
gosh, it's so ridiculous. Did you notice the inauguration kept everything to a minimum? There was no variable in this whole thing. They 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 cut out the crowds. They cut out the live presentations. They they built the videos. They built the narrative. They built the presentation of the symbols. Right now, the petition page on white on the White House website has been scrubbed. If you click on the petition page, it brings you right back to the front page. You can't petition your own government now. Now, you could say it's because of the transfer. It's because of the switch over. Keep an eye on it. Let's see. Let's see if that petition page comes back. That's mm. how they feel about you. That's how they feel about you. We don't want you to petition us. But that's it, right? White House page scrubbed all of Trump's videos. Now, the question is, is that what happens with the YouTube page? They scrubbed the videos of the last president. I don't know. But the question is, if you really cared about just building and going forward, they would you care Obama's. about the videos? I don't think they scrubbed Obama's. I checked. I didn't see any on there. So I don't know if Trump's administration scrubbed Obama's as well. Hmm. But either way, even if you're Trump and you scrubbed Obama's, wrong. Should have left it up. Should have left the records there. But if you start scrubbing record, that means you're trying to control narrative. Um, it, this is going to be even more beautiful. So let's go to slide five. Hot dog. Yeah, by the way, they're deleting dislikes. <laughs> this is good. Isn't it, isn't it crazy <laughs> that YouTube and Facebook have this kind of power? Man, dude. Man, dude, this is crazy. This is good. So I, I just want to point out a dislike ratio. Um, so that's a press briefing that you see up on that. Somebody tweeted out, YouTube is manipulating the like to dislike ratio. Uh, they found another one. There were several videos that, that were produced as examples. There was another video, President Biden signs executive order and other presidential actions. So at about 90,000 views, there were 12,000 dislikes and 1,800 likes. It was a 6.7 dislike ratio. At 98,000 views, okay, so 8,000 more views, you had 2,500 dislikes and 2,000 likes, a 1.3 ratio. You had a 9,500 dislike change and a plus 200 like change. You ended up losing a 5.4 ratio. That sounds like an administration, an establishment that loves to hear how you feel, doesn't it? So in about four hours, they had scrubbed around 7,000 worth of dislikes. They're cleaning house, guys. They're changing narratives. They are going to present to you everything they want you to hear and nothing they, they don't want you to hear. And you're noticing it with conservatives now. You're noticing this scrubbing, the calling out for getting rid of the conservative voice. That's the only way we can do it. And you're hearing professors say it. You're hearing Hollywood elites say it. You're hearing government officials say it. You're hearing corporations say it. And I'm not trying to get on this whole um, we're persecuted conservatives train, but I'm just pointing out this is only the beginning, guys. This is really only the beginning. Any comment on that before we go to executive orders? I'm, I'm kind of running on the train right go now. Go for it. Go for it. So executive orders. When I wrote this, I wrote this on Friday. There were 17 executive orders that were signed in. Where on Sunday? There's 30. 30 in what? Four days? Exactly. 
You know, I know how many Trump did in his first hundred days. Twenty-four. Okay, for me, that's like twenty-four too many. But thirty in four days. Trump had twenty-four in a hundred days. You know how they're going to justify it? Well, he's undoing everything Trump did on Constitution, and that's what they're saying. They're saying we're going to undo everything Trump did. This is now tip for tap. This is no. This longer- isn't even unconstitutional. <laughs> this isn't constitutional anymore. Don't you get it? The left or the right don't have a, a monopoly on what you can do with the law. You see this? None of them are even following this anymore. No, it's, we're we're numbering it's all how many how many executive actions each one did. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's all a game, dude. It's all a game. Now all it is is what the last guy did. I'm going to undo that, and Trump did it too. You liked it. I'm look. I don't mind that stuff got undone from Obama, but hey, let's do it properly. But it happened. Obama put up this whole legacy. Trump came in and said, I'm going to undo Obama's legacy. I'm going to switch things around. That's what the game is now. Just like the impeachment thing. Impeachment is no longer left and reserved for those brutal, uh, uh, extreme moments. It's now tit for tat. Because guess what? First day... Somebody put forth articles of impeachment on Biden. This is going to happen every single election now. Every single time a new president gets in, somebody's going to be like, impeach him. <laughs> Get him out. Yeah. It's a game to it all is, these people it, it now, is, dude. dude. And you know what? You know what? Pro- the, one of the problems with the right is, too, and I'm talking about the rhino right, not the real right, not, not the real conservatives, not the ones who just got recently elected, who've got the fire under their bellies and all that stuff. The, one of the problems is they keep saying this. Well, is that the hill to die on? No, we shouldn't hit, die on that hill. But the problem is you kept so many hills not dying on that all those hills now have become mountains. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm saying? So they wouldn't stand in the defense of the unborn. They were like, ah, well, I mean, it's okay. So like they defund Planned Parenthood $60 million. They should have just defunded it. But no, they won't do that, right? Because they're afraid of the backlash. Well, guess what? Now he's not only doing that, he's funding abortions overseas now. That's exactly what he wanted to do. Yep. When unconstitutionally, unconstitution- they can't even do that. When is Where in the Constitution can you dictate sending money for overseas abortions? Show me the statute. Show me the statute. Nobody can. So it was good what President Trump did. But now we get them in there and they're like, well, we can just do it because, hey, we've been doing this for years. That's the problem. It's been happening with the courts for a long time. Mm-hmm. It, uh, and Fauci was the one who announced that the Mexico City policy was, was going to change. And the Biden administration is going to now fund abortions again across the world, which I'm sure Argentina is really excited about because they just legalized abortion. Uh, And this Biden executive order onslaught is really just a liberal smorgasbord of wants and desires. And the biggest thing is, and I know you guys are going to hear me on this, those who are conservative, those who are liberal, you'll you'll chafe at this. But Biden is an empty puppet. And I'm not trying to be an insulting person. He is just there as a figurehead so that the people behind him can get what they want through him guaranteed he he doesn't even put forth the agenda people just put stuff on his desk and say hey we're going to do this can you sign that and, well yeah sure because if you look at this stuff it's just an onslaught of different liberal agendas now the other part of it is he's not going to say no because if you read his memoirs his book of his plan and his policy and what he sees his vision it's all part of this 
So we're going to go through just a couple of these executive orders just because they're fodder for us to, to go through. He wants to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. Well, the executive order decided we're going to rejoin it. Dude, this was a do-nothing backslapper. We're the only ones doing anything, and can we continue to lessen our carbon footprint after we left. We brought the whole thing up to everybody. We're like, hey, come join this. But no one else cared. Nobody else has done anything. China, India, all of them, they don't care. Why? Because it's going to affect their economy. So they're not going to act on this Paris Climate Accord. They're going to just say we're a part of it, say we're doing good because we're a part of it. It's virtue signaling at its worst. But we're going to sign back on. And then other countries are going to hold us account to it. They're going to say, well, you guys aren't following that. <laughs> and, and it's this whole game of pointing out how virtuous you are just because you're part of a committee. Look at the Human Rights Council for the UN. Saudi Arabia is part of the Human Rights Council. China is part of the Human Rights Council. Iran is part of the Human Rights Council. And you're going to tell me that they are the voices of reason, the lights on a shining hill when it comes to human rights. No, no, it's not. It's not. So how about the ban on the Muslim ban, the Muslim ban, as it's always referred to, yet it was written by the Obama-Biden administration. It's actually seven countries. Not all of those countries are Muslim majority. This is is total virtue signaling. We're, we're going to lift the ban because that evil Trump put that in place. You were the guys who wrote it. And now you're going to point fingers at him because you've decided, well, it looks good for us to reverse this. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> uh, they're going to reverse the order excluding undocumented immigrants from the reappointment count, a.k.a. the, the census. Okay, we're going to count illegal immigrants. Who, who ain't ain't that some who who just so happened that their numbers help bolster Democrat districts? Yeah, I agree with you, J JD. Um, he said this from Ohio. He said, you know, the Republicans are okay with what's going on because they can pretend fight, get nothing accomplished, and raise funds for re-election. Dude, don't get me started, knows, JD. And JD, dude, guys, don't get me started. I hate, totally agree, guys. I'm telling you, he knows this by experience. Yes. He fought and fought and fought and fought and fought against the 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 Republicans that were in establishment. And because he didn't get certain endorsements by the establishment Republicans, he lost. But he had the yeah. best platform out there, liberty-minded. And once he saw that they can just keep fighting, and you attack one senator and it's over, and he didn't even attack really. I mean, he kind of did, but it wasn't <laughs> that ad he did was actually kind of funny. But it was it, it was it was it was exposing what was wrong. And yeah. you know what's funny is we'll we'll sit and yell at the Fox News TV set. Or whatever, we'll say we need to expose them. And the moment they do, we get mad at them for exposing it, uh -huh. or the way that they do it. We, we, so he knows firsthand what goes on over there. Here's, here's, I'm, I'm gonna go on a rant, and I know I've pretty much gone on a rant this whole time because this, I'm tired, and this stuff is just driving me nuts. Truth. But how is it that Mitch McConnell, after this long, is still in office? He's what Kentucky, right? Kentucky. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you and they, out. And they have Rand Paul, don't they? Yeah. Or is it Thomas Massey? No, they've got Rand Paul. Rand
Oh. He's Kentucky. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Kentucky. I mean, it's. Complain about that with Maxine Waters. We complain about that with all these Democrats, and yet let me let me point let me paint a picture for you. So Trump leaves. Okay, Trump Trump's farewell. He's going to get on his plane. How many of those Republicans weren't there? But man, they were at mass with the Bidens. They went to go to mass with the Bidens, and they come out pictures of them smiling and joking around and laughing. It's a club. It's a social club. They're all in it together. McConnell goes to the inauguration. He's smiling and laughing, and he's good. He hangs out with all the man. You, those on the inside will say, and they have said, all these people are friends. They're, they're just playing a game against each other. This is my challenge to you, America. If you're sick of your Republican leaders just always rolling over and showing their belly in this, this play fight game that the two dogs are doing, they, they always roll over and just show their belly and like, oh, yeah, I tried. Primary them. Get them out in the primary. You've seen what they do for decades. Get them out. Be done with them. Research the other candidate, and as long as that candidate is somewhere closer to the Constitution than the person in power, get him out. I would love to see McConnell lose a primary. I, I would be ecstatic because what this guy did was as soon as he saw it was beneficial for him inside the belt line to get rid of Trump, which he he's he hasn't been a friend of Trump the whole time. But as soon as he saw it was advantageous, man, he threw Trump under the bus like nothing. And he's not even going to try and do anything about the whole impeachment thing. You want to know why that whole thing got delayed? Because he knew if Schumer was in charge, he could just blame it on Schumer. Well, Schumer, you know, he brought it forward. I couldn't do anything about it. He's not saying don't do this. He doesn't care. He would love to see Trump burn. Why? Because he's against Trump. He doesn't want Trump to succeed. Yeah. Gosh, man. That, <laughs> I know. Sorry. I know. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. Let's go back to this uh, promoting illegals. More votes, which they don't More even votes. need them if they can steal elections, yeah. right? Immediately 11 million, 11 million on the path to citizenship. Just right off the bat, 11 million people are now on the path to citizenship. And it will continue. And also, by the way, we're stopping the border wall. Okay, we're stopping the border wall. Billions of dollars in contracts and labor and materials. We're, all, we're just going to stop that. We're going to pause. And more than likely, what they'll say is we're going to start taking down the wall, which means you spent billions and billions of dollars to build it, and now you're going to spend billions and billions more to pull it down. It's all a symbol. Instead of being fiscally responsible and saying, look, we've pledged to this. This will help protect. Let's go ahead and do it. They're more interested in signaling to you how great they are, how beautiful of a people they are by spending billions and billions more, which, <laughs> dude, I am all over the place tonight. Um, after 9-11, we spent $6.4 in that, that whole thing. 
we have spent 16 trillion on COVID. Two and a half times more. We've spent on COVID in a year as opposed to 9-11, which, you know, 10, 20 years now? Yeah, yeah, totally. A mess. Nobody cares about money anymore. Uh, We're going to rejoin the WHO. This is a Chinese paid-for institution. You can argue this with me. That's fine. Um, (laughs) We're going to stop the permit for the XL pipeline. Actually, we already did, which... This is funny for me because Trudeau was so against Trump. Trudeau couldn't stand Trump. And so Biden gets in office and his first day, Biden puts the middle finger to Trudeau and they're left holding the bag. Because it, if you're not aware, the, the XL pipeline, it brings oil from the Alberta uh, tar sands down into the U.S. to the refineries at, at the southern border of U.S. And this is huge for Canada's economy. Because Canada's economy really does have a significant portion invested in Alberta oil. And so now what Biden has basically said is, yep, screw you, Canada. I don't care. Which has canceled something like 70,000 jobs right off the bat. Actually, 100,000 here. In is that what it, is it will be. My brother called me. He actually works uh, some, somewhat on the oil fields. He does some yeah. kind of uh, contractor type work for that. Um, I think... I, and and he's they're actually afraid now because his contracts are involved if the jobs get lost and they have to lay off people right and uh, even Canada, Canada's prime minister came out and said whoa 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 could you reconsider this there president biden and yeah. they're not happy about this right yeah. now yeah trudeau <laughs> sorry buddy enjoy you made your bed now you got to sleep in it because the guy who was all about helping bolster your economy because you know let's let's keep building off of this uh energy independence you didn't like him you didn't want him anywhere near you so now you got the guy that you thought you wanted who is going to throw you under the bus quick um so enjoy trudeau uh they're also going to stop new leases for oil on federal lands um next up they're going to start outlawing the process Uh, more than likely they will try to get rid of fracking they're going to try and get rid of coal They're going to try and move us into stuff like the Green New Deal, which you can say growing pains. We need to get there. What you're going to end up doing is crashing the economy before you get a chance to get there. We're almost 30 trillion in debt. We have half of our economy locked down right now. Dude, I'm telling you, man. And And guess who's going to be the savior again? You know how he's going to get more people to like him when he starts sending $2,000 checks Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be the people again that clamor for this guy. And that's what scares me is when you can appeal to people at their baser instincts. And how long have we been saying this? How long have we been saying this, dude? (laughs) Years now. I mean, I've been preaching this a long time. I'm not putting myself on a pedestal here. And if you think I'm doing that, seriously, watch the shows. That's not even what I'm doing. What I'm saying is, is now it's coming out and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. Guys, this is what we're trying to say. If you give authority to one and the other guy gets in, it's going to be worse. And this is what's happening. And what I'm saying is now locally, I believe, again, God allowed this to happen because our local elections matter now. Mm-hmm. Our sheriffs matter now. Our, our state politicians matter now. Because if they can't follow their own constitution, get them out. Right? Yep. So that they can overturn. 
Guys, I don't know what it's going to take anymore. I have no answers on what this is going to take. Here's what I know. I can't stop now. I got to roll up the sleeves. Yeah. Now we got to do something. I don't even think, okay, let's get real. I don't even think it's going to take a bloody revolution. I think they're way past that. They've got Republicans doing their work for them. You guys remember when George Floyd happened? I was talking to, to, to a guy uh, at, at my birthday party. Uh, they threw me a birthday party on Friday. It's where I got these beautiful big old 40 numbers. <laughs> to rub it in. And he said to me, he goes, dude, the Republicans have been doing this for so long. He goes, you remember when George Floyd uh, was, was, was hurt or killed or whatever, uh, when he died or whatever? Guess who was the first person to come on the, on the, on, on the other side to, to call systemic racism? Nikki Haley. She didn't read the facts. It was immediately. She didn't read the facts. She didn't say anything. She didn't wait till an investigation was done. It was systemic racism. Or it was a cop on a power trip. Was it racism that killed this guy? Or was it just a power trip? Why are we labeling this? Guys, they're carrying the water for the Democrats. They are. They're, I mean, we're doing it already. Yeah. They, they, they disown Trump when he leaves office, but yet they were cheering him on when he was in office to get the votes. They're carrying... They, they they don't need a bloody revolution to win. No, we're we're really beyond bloody revolutions. We're we're into the information propaganda, uh, emotional swaying of the population revolution, and this is why we're saying you really need to get active locally. We're not just saying that as a platitude. We really mean it. Now, gosh, dude, I have to, and I, I have been. Yeah, and it's going to take you and I probably running for county and city councils. We're it's going to take there, us being dude. the mayor of the cities, man. It, it's going to have to be. And this is what's crazy. It's like, why well, can't I work? You know, so do I. We have two jobs. You, you, you pretty much have two jobs. We've got to still do it. And you know what? I trust the one who says I got too much on my plate, but I'll do it because he'll get it done. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have time to mess around or bull around. They're not career politicians. They're not waiting for this to be a job. They're waiting for it so that they can change and correct something for their kids. That's all this is about. And guys, I've been harping about this for years. This has nothing to do with you. It's our kids now. I've not lost hope at all. I on. don't care. I, exactly. <laughs> Why, do, Guys, can you see this right now? They stole an election. Pharaoh released them, and then Pharaoh goes and chases them in the wilderness. Listen to me. He chases them in the wilderness, but he released them first. That was the respite of Trump for four years. When we elected Trump, and all of a sudden there's this guy who's an outsider. Praise God, he's going to change some things, and he did, right? So he releases the Egyptians. All of a sudden, Pharaoh gets in his mind, wait a second, I just lost millions of people. Let's go take our three, 400 chariots, and let's go chase them. And guess what? They're pinned up against the Red Sea. And what do they do? They, everybody else lost hope, and Moses said, Lord, if you don't move, I'm going to die. You didn't bring us out here to die, Lord. Father, you did not bring this country at this point in this time to die. You didn't. So, Lord, the only thing I can depend on is you telling me to raise the staff and stand back and see the salvation of God. That's all I have left. And you know what? Maybe God wanted us in this place in the first place. Not to depend on a Trump. Not to depend on Washington. Heck, not even to depend on our works. Because we can do that too. Shoot, how many books are written about election fraud? How many books are written about how to start your business in COVID? How many books are written right now about how to be a conservative in these times? How many books are written about how to be a Christian? Yet read the Bible, and the Bible will tell you what you should do, and that you can stand too, and that it doesn't take a majority. The fact that people are saying the church wasn't praying, so what? The church never needed to be the majority to win God's battles. Never. 
And we've been saying this for so long, less than 3% of America started this country, and we can do this again. What if God wanted us here the whole time? I've not lost hope. I've only gotten on my knees and asked for more hope, Lord. I want more faith, Lord, to stand against this. I want to see you move on the behalf of your children. I want to see you move the way you moved on the children of Israel's behalf. I want to see you part the Red Sea now, Lord. I want to see you discomfit your enemies because you're good at it. I want to see you cause great division amongst them. That, Father, when they start speaking, they create division amongst themselves. Because you're faithful, Lord, and you did it for David. You can do it for us, too. That's where we're at at this point. Do you see the 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 signs? And, and something you just pointed out is exactly correct. Do you see the signs that are cracking of the division? And we actually watched this while Trump was in office. You, what you see is because the, the left has determined that they're going to go the identity politics route, you're starting to see these different groups fighting against each other. The Biden administration snubbed Black Lives Matter. They had a civil civil rights meeting, a civil rights coalition or whatever. Black Lives Matter was not invited to the thing. Now the Biden administration is starting to press back against Antifa. Useful idiots. That's what they are. They were useful idiots. They create, create chaos. They sowed things. Now that the administration is there, they're established, they are going to get rid of the troublemakers. They're going to cut off loose ends. You saw it happen all the time in the communist regimes. Once you're in power, you don't want the revolutionaries still being there because they might be revolutionary against you. Mind you, Antifa even had signs saying, we don't want Biden, we want revenge. Just be aware of that. So to, to come back to what Massey was saying, those divisions, those cracks are already there. They're not unified. You should take that as hope. They're not unified right now. It's starting to bubble. They're starting to fight against each other. Now, faith without works is dead. So if you have faith, but you're going to sit there and you're not going to do anything, you're not going to move forward, then your faith is dead. Yeah, take it take it a step further. Don't don't ask what you should do. Just do. Do. Because sometimes, you know, when, when, when people go, you know, what should I do? What should I do? How should I get involved? It's like, Lord, just start, just start digging, man. Like go, just be a part of these meetings, you know, go do something unique that you've never done. The only way you're going to know faith is when you step out in something you've never done before. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's the only way you'll find out. Like I've never, I've never seen anyone healed when I pray. Have you tried though? Like, have you, have you gone out of your way to do that? Have you, uh, you know, I, I don't know if my voice will ever be enough to, get someone saved have you ever tried just try just do just go let the and you know i find this that when we just start to step out he opens mm -hmm. up the doors of where i'm supposed to go yep he'll shut doors where i don't need to go and he'll just start opening doors where i need to go he'll he'll steer and guide you and you know you talk about well i can't really speak moses said i'm a stutterer i can't talk very well i can't most, moses brought up all these excuses yet he still got the job done because he followed the Lord and he was faithful. Amen, to Gloria. Him. Lord, what's my assignment? You're right. What's my assignment? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why? Why am I even here? What? What's the point? You know, why? Why are we even uh, standing and sustaining? And you know, what? What? What is it that we're called to? Why? Why are we doing this? What's the next step? All those things. I'm sorry, but if you ask the Lord that, He's going to tell you. He's going to tell you mm -hmm. because that's your ministry. That's what you're called to. You know, I know you have a passion for it. You don't know why you have a passion for it, but you have a passion for it. 
You know, it, it's like the things that you don't want to do that you get involved in. That's where the Lord is. That's just where he is. When you don't understand, like, why am I even thinking about politics? Why am I thinking about the school systems? Why am I thinking about uh, church stuff? Why am I thinking about playing in the church band? Why am I thinking about teaching at church? Why am I thinking about teaching at all? Because it's that thing in you that God put in you. What do they call it? The it factor. And you don't even know what it is, but it's it. It's the Holy Ghost. And he's telling you something that you've never done before. And guess what? When you've never done it, that's where he shows up. When you just step out and do what you've never done before. Let me let me do this analogy because this came to mind. Between high school and college, about 75% of students lose their faith. So they, they were Christians. They were faithful in high school. They get through into college. They lose their faith, about three out of four. What would it be like if the education system actually... Uh, honored and respected the truth of the Lord. If they hadn't taken down the Ten Commandments, if they hadn't decided that the Bible is an important book to be taught, if they hadn't decided that prayer in schools was allowed or, or not allowed, the problem is no matter what, your kid's foundation is being taught to them. It's being instructed into them. You can't send your kid into a public school and just expect that they'll reason everything out and they won't be swayed by the arguments of men. Now, God is powerful, but we're responsible for our children. And if you ask, well, do we get involved in different areas and spheres? If you're not there, Satan will be. Satan will be a part of your government. He'll be in the schools with your children. He'll be in the entertainment industry. He'll be everywhere because he knows that if he can influence, if he can drag away, if he can create delusions for people, he can win people over. And then we have Christians who insane? say, we can't be a part of this. We, insane, we have dude. to stay in our four walls. Why? You're giving all the ground to him. So instead, we as Christians need to start deciding that we have to start taking territory back. Yeah, and I wonder why we don't think that way. Like, it's it, all authority has been given to us as the church over every principality in this world. If it's been given to you, why are you even hesitating? Okay, I know why. It's fear. And I understand fear. Trust me. I think fear has to be the most dominating thing that... Uh, it, it, it plagues the Christian the most. Like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I can do it. Uh, I don't even know where to begin or where to start. And it's like, can you imagine what that that terror was like with Moses or Abraham or Joshua or, or Peter or Paul or James or Jesus even? I mean, like, where are you going to start? You just start and you watch the Lord move on your behalf and you watch him keep moving and you watch him shake the, the earth around you. And then all of a sudden, your enemies will come up to you and say, man, I don't know you, but I respect you. I don't really like what you talk about, but I respect you. And guys, I'm telling you, it happens more often than not. You know why? Because we don't take sides. We take the Holy Ghost side. This isn't about sides or right or the left. This is about a country that was founded on biblical principles. Though unperfect as it was, it was still founded on the biblical principles of God, and it was founded on the blood of patriots and the blood of tyrants. And guys, that's all you need to know. That the foundation of the seed was good. Yes, there was sin everywhere. Hasn't that been since the beginning? But God trusts you and I to carry out the work here on earth. He said, occupy till I come. Well, gosh, how do you occupy if you don't occupy? <laughs> it's time to start occupying. 
And guys, like, what are, what are we on? Year six with this, but I've been teaching courses since 07. I was in other ministries before I was doing this, and we've been just consistently doing and doing and doing. Have we seen change? Oh, my gosh. How many patriots now have stood up on the behalf of the Lord? How many Christians said, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore and be silent. I'm going to stand up and do something. Now, that's changed. What frustrates me is government hasn't really changed. It's gotten worse. <laughs> so it's like, okay, but we are waking up the people. We don't have an excuse anymore to say, well, we need more people to sign up on our email list or we need more people to do this on our side. No, you just need the Lord and you watch people follow. I'm telling you, the only way they follow is when they see courage. They don't need sound bites. They need real courage. They don't need you to make memes. They need you to have courage. That's it. You don't you don't need to know everything. Just do it. Just do it. And and one of the things that I had a very hard time with is understanding what faith should lead to. Because when when people tend to say the Lord is is in it, the Lord is going to do it, you have to rely on the Lord. I had a very hard time with do I just follow the Lord and expect the Lord will do everything and I don't have to step forward or do I do it all on my own? How do, how do I do this, right? And the truth of the matter is you get the vision and the direction from the Lord and you step out. Because otherwise, if it was different, Moses could have sat by the burning bush while the Lord said, let me take care of this. And Moses would watch the people of Israel just walking out the doors. But Moses yeah. had to answer that call and walk forward. So what we're saying to you is the Lord is going to do it, but man, he's using you as a vessel to get it done. And that's why you have to be willing to say, okay, here I am, Lord. What do you want me to do? And you start seeking him out and the Lord will start saying, okay, I want, I want you to do this, or I'm, I'm going to open up this opportunity. Just say yes. Just, just move forward on this. And what I see that we can do is, so one of the things that Daily Wire is doing is they're now producing entertainment. They're trying to go against Hollywood and produce their own quality entertainment. And Godspeed, do it. Yeah. Start creating entertainment that goes back yeah. to principles and foundations. Yeah. Right? We need to start getting back in this stuff. Yeah, dude. That's we what, need to get yeah, invested. Carrie and I were talking about this. You know what? The, the resiliency of the American people, the resiliency of liberty in the man's heart. It's not even the American people. It's what God put in man. She was watching. Uh, there was a, a liberal friend she has from England that moved yeah. to, I think, Minnesota. And uh, they were, because Minnesota's on lockdown, you can't really do anything. They were doing their CrossFit outside in the frigid cold, right? True. And she goes... I know this is kind of small kind of potatoes, but notice how nothing stops them from doing what they want to do. Exactly. How government can't even shut down the spirit inside of somebody to do what they want to do because that's liberty. Like liberty will get you to do anything it takes to get it done. Ooh. ooh you know what ooh, I'm saying? Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is good. So I was having a conversation this morning with one of my young adults. And I was talking about how it used to be my mindset was I had to have everything perfect in order to be able to do something. So if... It, let's say I wanted to write something. I had to have the perfect, <laughs> the, the best laptop. I had to have everything perfect, right? And at so some we, point, we didn't, but <laughs> but we didn't. But I I made the excuse that I have to have all these things in order before I can do anything. And at some point, the mindset completely shifted. It's like, no, I need to be faithful with what I have, and then it'll grow to where I get the things that help me move forward. Okay, good. Right. This is so, good. so instead of needing the perfect office, perfect laptop, perfect situation, perfect everything in order to write down 
Why am I not writing on the back of a napkin in the middle of a restaurant Come on, while dude. I'm thinking about it That's exactly and going, right. I need to do what I can with what I have, and then things will grow. So instead of thinking you need the perfect space, the perfect thing, the perfect Gosh, opportunity, man. just do. You know what's funny? Do what you can. Amen, amen. Just take us, for example, like when we started all this, right? <laughs> Seriously, when we started You're right. all this, do you remember we started with one phone camera that yes. we had to edit? Uh, behind closed doors, we bought this for like seven hundred bucks. I think uh -huh. it was this this, yep. this thing, and we we had these cheap mics when we first started. Pod this I'm just talking about the podcast, right? Yeah. And then we moved to two iPhones. Oh, we were big time when we had wait, two. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> then we had someone come in and film sometimes with oh, their cameras. My goodness. It was like big and time. And you remember it, it was one of those cannons where you had to press a button every yeah, yeah, 10, every, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, because else. it would shut off. <laughs> and then we were we didn't even have the board at the time. We were recording into Garage Band. And we were like, That's okay, right. but we were we were doing our thing. We had terrible lighting, terrible office space, whatever. But we just kept doing it, and all of a sudden, over time, we moved into this space. And, yep. You know, we kind of had it set up the way I wanted it, but obviously, my friends thought it looked ridiculous. <laughs> so then they made it like this, right? And then all of a sudden, we were able to purchase these three nice A sixty four hundred Sony cameras and all these things. Same thing happened in self evident. We, we literally were sleeping in truck stop parking lots mm -hmm. just to go to an event to get paid twenty bucks. But we did it because we didn't care. We just wanted to reach people and minister to them. The, if, if the ministry is what you're after, if that's what you want to do, God will provide the way. I promise you. Carrie's, Carrie's always said this. We don't need to provide for the ministry. The ministry will provide for the need. Mm -hmm. And he always has. He's always come through for us. Man, we've got a rocking board now. We've got people. We've hired, what, two, three new people. You're yeah. coming on here. I mean, it's like, dude, God is so faithful. But we started with nothing. I mean, and I'm you know, mm -hmm. nothing. We started with nothing and God can grow and he can do. And people are faithful if you just start. Yeah. Uh, here's a perfect example. You're watching in motion. So I I had announced the forge a couple of weeks ago. Right, Andrew, I love that. He said a wise man uh, told me one time many napkins made him millions. Amen to that, dude. I think I know who the wise man was. <laughs> Honor that. No, dude, I uh, do honor, honor that. Honor that. Absolutely. And Andrew just commented and he's on our board and this guy pushes yeah. me continuously to keep going doesn't matter where you're at you can do it he wants you know he says you got 1900 likes now we can get to 19,000 by the end of the year dude mm -hmm. i mean we see it where god's gonna move it's not even about the likes it's about the influence and it's about us reaching thousands of people still doing our tours and our events because we just believe god and he'll keep growing it god's faithful we don't need facebook to do this we don't we don't need this God can blow his name in the wind. Ask Billy Graham. Yeah, but we're going to be faithful to it. And we're going to pursue, right? And we're going to trust in the Lord to do what he needs to do. Um, what I was going to say is what I'm trying to put together is growth in motion and starting from the bottom. So I had announced the forge a couple of weeks ago, and I'm continuing to move on to this, right? And mark my words, I have been able to have um, some some workout sessions with some young adult men in my garage with one squat rack, one bar, a bench, and a couple of weights. And my goal as part of the forge is to actually have a physical facility to where the community of young men and young women can come and learn life through fitness, through physical exertion, because some of the hardest lessons I've learned have been under the bar, and I want to pass that on to others. So mark my words, 
that it starts small. It starts with what you have. And when you're faithful to that, things grow, things expand. And if that can be a lesson to you, I'm starting from the ground and I'm telling you right now, I'm starting from the ground and I want you to start from the ground. If you have something that's on your heart, start from the ground, start simple. Just do do what you can. And the Lord is the one who will open it, will bless it, will grow it. Because you were faithful with the small things, you will be faithful with the large things. We have all kinds of stuff going on right now in the government, in the national sphere. We have the, it looks like the walls are closing in and the world is collapsing. I am still going to fight until I'm done. We're still, we're still going to keep praying on. We're still going to keep having hope. We're still going to do what we're called to do. People may say, well, it's lost cause. It's all hopeless. Well, that's cool. Um, I know in whom I have believed. And I, I'll say this. I pray that God finds us busy about his work mm-hmm. when he returns, if he returns soon. People say these are the end times. Cool. I'm glad. Keep going. Great. Doesn't That's, matter. Yeah. You've got a day to yeah. do something. Do you know what that should put more pressure on us to go out and preach the gospel and minister the gospel? That shouldn't yeah. say, um, you know, it's the end times. That's why it's so bad. That's cool. We knew that. Like, if it gets bad, uh, perilous times would come. It's all been foretold. We've been prophesied this to so many times. It's time to start getting busy. You guys know. It's funny because like each one of you has a testimony. Each one of you has a story um, and, and it can affect somebody. It can change them. Mm-hmm. It can, you know, the Holy Spirit can use you to change a soul. Like mm-hmm. your story was meant to be for someone else victory. And we say this a lot. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, listen to me. It's not too far gone that you're listening to this. It's not far fetched. It's not a coincidence that you're listening to this because listen to me, the same God that that you think doesn't exist is the same God that brought you to this place and even prods you sometimes. You're that kind of person maybe that says, you know, I don't know what it is, but when I do something wrong, it just, it hurts inside. Mm-hmm. That's called a conviction. And that's called his holy law. He's got a 10 commandments. If you've ever told a lie, if you've ever stolen, if you've ever hated someone in your heart, Bible says you commit murder. If you've looked at a woman or a man to lust, you commit adultery. These sins before God, if you've ever uh, blasphemed his name. That's that's blasphemy. If you've ever uh, put other things before God, that is idolatry, no matter what it is. And I'm talking to you who love politics above God. Same thing. If you put Trump or the Republican Party or politics above the Lord, that is idolatry. And when we get that right is when politics will change, that it's not idolatry. If you find yourself in those places, that is the whole reason Jesus Christ came 2000 years ago to remove your sin, to die for you and resurrect, to give you a whole new life. And people think that's a far-fetched story. You know what's far-fetched? Believing Washington will fix this. When man got us into this mess, Mm -hmm. when it started on a holy God, it started on the basis of morality. It started on the basis of man being free, God-given rights. And you think a man will get you out of this? Guys, we don't have a choice but to believe that something bigger is creating this. Something bigger had to happen than this. Because nothing can be determined by man. Every time man gets involved in something, we screwed up. Yet here he is. He says, you know what? I'm going to take the punishment of your sin on myself. So the wrath of God's poured on uh, on Jesus Christ himself. He takes the cup of wrath for you and says, you know what? I'm going to resurrect to give you a new life, new desires, a new heart. And I'm going to change the way you see the world so you would live for me. And if that's you, that's why you need Jesus Christ. It's not because we want to say you need to go to heaven. That's a great end. But you know what you need him for? To change something, to change history, to change the world. You need him for the Holy Spirit to change you. That's all. You Even, even by being just a Christian, that's good. But the Holy Spirit came to not only do that, but to do works way above and beyond even what Jesus did, the Bible says. He said, greater work shall you do than I did because I won't go into the Father. The Holy Spirit came for that reason, not just to make you a good person, 
but that you would show and demonstrate his power amongst people. And the Bible says in 1 John 3, he came to destroy the works of the enemy. He came to destroy the works of the devil. And dudes, dudettes, I believe it. If that's you, I want to pray this with you because you need Jesus. You need to get saved. If you want to rededicate your life to Christ, praise God. And you know what? You should go to a local church and get baptized so that mm -hmm. you would confirm your faith. But I want to pray with you because this is what this is all about. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. We talk about this because without Jesus, this is what's happening. Without God, this is what happens. We destroy ourselves. We keep nitpicking each other. Glory, I praise God. I want to make Jesus famous. Amen. That should be the wish of any Christian. Absolutely. That he be lifted up and all men drawn unto him. Father, I pray for those right now wanting to rededicate their lives to Christ or to be saved. Father, I thank you rain down on them right now that they confess all of their sin before you, Lord. All of it. That they let it go at the cross and say, Lord, this is me. This is all I got. I got nothing else, Lord. I, this, is, this is the wretched me, man. And I thank you, God, you filled them with mercy, with justice, with righteousness, with love, Father, with peace. That, Father, you remove their sin and you forgive them for their sin. You forgive them for what they've done against you and you alone, God. That they can truly say the way King David did in Psalm 51 against you and you only have sinned, not man. That they can say like the prodigal son, I can, only against heaven have I sinned. That they would say that, Lord, and know it with their hearts. But, Father, that you would forgive them right now. That, Father, they would find a peace they've never known before. And that, Father, they would desire sanctification. They would desire. And, Holy Spirit, I pray you baptize them right now. In Jesus' name. I pray, Father, even those that want a baptism of the Spirit. I thank you, God, right now you fall on them. You fall on them now, Father. And you would show them great and mighty things in which they don't even know. That, Father, they begin to prophesy and see things they've never seen before. That, Father, they begin to go pray for people. And people would get healed because they've never seen that before. This is the kind of God we need to have now. Not just a TV God. Not just a God that makes you feel good or does feel good lessons. Or self-help stuff. Self-help is done, folks. Listen to me. It's not about you. It was never for you. It was about him and him alone. And he makes you good. He makes you righteous. He makes you have the wealth. He makes you have these things. It's not about you. God, again, bless them. And I thank you, God, that when they're saved and when they see and they know and they believe in their heart, that, Father, that you direct them to a church, Lord, that would preach the gospel, that would preach righteousness and repentance, that would preach, Father, the good tidings of great joy amongst them, Father. In Jesus' name, Lord, amen. amen. God, we love this part of the service. Or service. <laughs> yeah, pass the bucket around. We need to collect an offering. I'm kidding. I love this part because that's what this is about. It's about salvation of souls. It's always been that way. I, you know what I want to start doing on these things? Prophesying to people. Yeah. Start seeing into their lives. Too. Huh? No, dude, there's so much here. It's like I look at some of the people watching here, and I'm like, dude, we can just go down the line. I just see so many people. Man, I'm just going to do it. Uh, Noel Garcia, I think he's watching right now. Um, dude, he here's what I'm seeing for you right now. I see another job opening for you, bro, and confirm this if I'm right. I see another job opening for you right now. I see where God's going to take you another level. Um, I think you're still asking questions about the Lord, but I really see where God is moving you in a new direction. Uh, not only that, he's heard your prayers, Noe. He's heard your prayers, bro. Um, I haven't talked to my sister in a month, so I don't, I don't know what's going on with you, but here's what I'm going to say. I see where God is moving on your behalf because you're believing him now, and you don't have any choice but to believe, and I think you're starting to leave off the things that you used to do, and you're just like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. God is moving on you, dude. Uh, let's see, Riley Adams, uh, who, who's that? Cool. Hey, Riley, how are you? Hey, um, <clears throat> I'm just I'm just looking at your name. I don't know who you are. 
Um, I'm just going to go with it. You, you want to jump in? <laughs> this is no, fun. go for it. Go this for is it. fun. Uh, Riley, I, I just want to say there's 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 um there's new revelation being brought to you right now, and I think it's for your future family. Um, I don't know if you're married or not, but I see where you're praying for that. I see where God's bringing you. I don't know if you have a girlfriend or you're getting married or about to be married. I just see where God's blessing it right now. I see where God uh, is moving on a new house as well, like uh, a property or something like that, something where you, you just got an apartment or a house or a property. I just see where God uh, is moving you there. And I also see too, dude, there's a place that you need to be alone with God right now. Like there's this thing that you're kind of seeking for. It's like, what does this mean? That you want to be alone with God and he's doing that right now. And Father, I bless Riley right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, God. If he's watching, if he's not, that's fine. But Lord, I bless him, Father, with truth. I bless uh, him and his family, Lord, with righteousness. And I also bless, Father, with a, with a place, man, Lord, a new place to be, a new place to, to lay his head, Father, in Jesus' name. Wow. Uh, Carrie, uh, I don't even know how to say your last name. I'm so sorry. I know who you are. I don't know how to say your name uh, very well. Um, there's there's another there's another um, there's another level God's bringing you to Carrie, and and I don't I, I I'm gonna try to say this the way that I see it. Um, there's there's a whole like bubble that you're trying to reach to. It's almost like you've been punching in the air with your prayers uh, to God, and He's finally shattering the ceiling. And you're gonna go up another level or two, and it's for your kids. Um, I also see too. I, I don't know much about your family, but. Um, there's been a lot of health uh, things going on. I don't know if it's with you or, or one of your daughters, but I see where God's healing right now in Jesus' name. I see healing anointing uh, over you right now. I totally, totally see anointing right now over your house. Father, I bless that household right now in Jesus' name, Father. I bless her house. I bless what she does. I bless what she touches. Father, that she's giving glory to you and you alone in Jesus' name. Boy, I hope that made sense. I hope that made sense, Carrie. I'm just going off the cuff here. Uh, boy, there's there. I could do. I, I just want to. I want to do this every podcast, dude. <laughs> we, we should do a full I should, podcast. I should. I should. I mean, this is great. Prophecy and prayer, Carrie. I hope that made sense. If you can comment below, that made sense. Thank you. That makes sense. And I and I hope I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything wrong. I, I very, very cautiously say these things, uh, and do that. Wow, there's so much, uh, Gloria. You know where I'm at with you. I've already, I talk to you a lot. Um, man, you know we should have Jared come on here and prophesy. We really we should. should, man. We should do this more and more often. Oh man. Anyways, I, I'm, I, I no, can go on and on, but I don't know. You, I don't know who's watching, but uh, guys, I just want to bless you in your home. <laughs> look uh, at that. She, look what she said. She said, what? you have no idea how, actually how much that just confirmed things for me. Praise God. Amen. Um, and, Thank and you know, you. I don't talk to her. I, I, I know she supports what we do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know her from, from a couple of years ago when we used to go up to Massachusetts, I haven't been up there in a while, but God is so good and so awesome. And, and I just, I love you guys that have been supporting and sustaining our ministry and been supporting us financially, but also supporting us. Listen to me with your prayers. If we don't have that, we have nothing. If we don't have the protection of God, we don't have anything. No. And that's why it's so important to not just follow us. There's other ministries out there that are, that are killing it right now. They're doing no. great and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but father, again, I just, thank you, Lord. Uh, I, I want you to know that, that what we do here is totally for God. We don't mm -hmm. care about anything else, but the Lord. And I want to say this, the more you continue to support, God is so faithful to bless. I just heard so many times people are like, man, I've just been getting blessed. That's cool, man. That means God's anointing is on this. I, 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 I've wanted to quit this. Yeah. I've wanted to stop. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. Kelly, how you doing, girl? Father, I bless Kelly right now. Kelly Kopkak, in Jesus' name, Father, I bless her. I bless her household, Father. I Yes. Yeah, come on. Kelly, there's a there's a new prayer room for you, girl. There's a prayer room that you that you run to and you go to, and and I see where you, 
I don't know if you punch the wall or you get mad at the wall, but I see where God is like hearing everything that you do. He hears your thoughts, girl. He hears all the frustration. He's heard your tears. He's seen your tears. He cries with you, Kelly. Uh, but I want you to know there's hope at the end of that. One of, one of the things that just came came to me on that whole thing is the punching of the wall is symbolic. And, and this is just what I'm feeling on come that. On, it's symbolic on. of like you're you're punching against what you feel is a wall. That's right. You feel like your prayers are just hitting against that come on. wall. Come on. What you need to do is you need to keep punching because you're putting cracks into the wall and come you're, on. you're you're going to punch through it. Come you're on, gonna dude. create a hole. And as you continue to pray on that, as you continue to push forward, right? We're told come ask, on, dude. Come seek, on. Right. Sometimes you have to really wow. to get into it. So just keep pressing and pushing and punching and fighting and scratching. And that prayer is going to get answered. And it's going to get answered in a beautiful, big, yep. amazing way yep. where you're going to have light shining through that wall. It's going to be sunlight shining Ke through that hole. And you're going to be able to just dig <laughs> straight through that. Kelly, I see it too. There, there's some financial things coming your way. Um, I, I know you've kind of had, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm seeing where you kind of had some struggles and trials. God is providing for some things you're asking for. Uh, because he's faithful. And it's not because you're faithful. It's because he is. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with him. All that should do is make you want to be more faithful to him. Amen. And I just want to bless you. And I bless your house. I bless who you are. I bless what you do. Uh, and I just thank you for what you're praying for. And I thank you for, yeah, your, your, your family's coming together slowly but surely. I just see where God's answering some prayers for you. Praise God. God's good, man. Ooh, what? cool. Got dead free now. Amen. There you go. Amen. Wow. Whew. Okay. Cool. Like, so there's things that happen that I don't even know, but God is good. Amen. So uh, I just want to say this, you're blessing fertile ground. And this is what we do every time we go speak. We get to do this. I get to pray for people, mm -hmm. prophesy to people, people get healed. And that's the Lord, man. And I love doing these things. I tell Carrie, the only reason we go on tour is so I can do that. <laughs> that's the fun stuff, man. Uh -huh. I, I love talking about the history of America. I love doing all that stuff. But man, when it's ministry time, it's ministry time. So we want you guys to go on to theselfevidenttruth.com. Our, our new website should have been up by now. I don't even know what's going on with that. Carrie, if you could tell me what's going on, <laughs> I'd like to know. But uh, 1776truth.store as well. Get Please there. get on there. Guys, we got a new design coming out here in a couple weeks. You're going to love it. Matter of fact, I wish I had shown a picture, but I didn't uh, because I want to keep you in suspense. So uh, go conference. Ahead. Don't forget. Oh, February 25th. We have a conference. 7 p.m. Um, and we are excited because it's actually going to be held at uh, 851 Johnson Avenue in Stewart, Florida, but it will be transmitted live on Facebook. So we're really excited about that. I want you guys to know you guys can be a part of that. You guys can sign up online at 1776truth.store to be a part of it online or come here at Stewart, Florida and be a part of it, which is really exciting. Yeah. It's going to be on vaccinations. Should you be forced to take a vaccination? Look, we're not we're not going to discuss um, the whole idea of being anti-vax. That's that's not where we're going. Now, if you're against vaccinations, we support you. If you're for vaccinations, we support you. What we're going to be talking about is the legal justification of having voluntary decisions. We're going to talk about how mandatory vaccinations are not constitutional and what your rights are and how you can Come you can defend against that, you can fight against it, how you can become active. So the discussion is more about your individual rights, but it's working through the vehicle of vaccinations because th this has been a big topic and it's not going to go away anytime soon. So be sure to sign up on the website. Be sure to come out. Be sure to watch live. Be sure to tell friends about it. We understand it's a controversial subject. Those are the fun things because that's the stuff that gets people excited. It gets people moving. It gets people thinking. So with that being said, for Massey, I'm Mike. 
We love you guys. We are so thankful for you. And thank you again for all your birthday wishes to me and, and, and all that stuff. I appreciate that. Uh, being 40, you know what it feels like? 39. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just another day older, but God is good. And, you know, I just I want to thank you guys for all the support that we've seen and, and had. So yeah. uh, it's you guys keeping us going. So we love you so much. God bless you guys. And we will see you next week. Love you guys. Peace.